Welcome back to another episode of Broad Street LinkedIn. I'm Reed back on with Griff. And the game went exactly how we all thought. Um, I know we all worked up that false fandom hope, but uh, me, myself, too. I was like, there's no way we lose, right? But, you know, it it was the same thing all year. Nothing changed. Um, And it was a horrible loss, horrible season, like we mentioned before. Arguably, but now that I've thought about it more and looked into some more seasons, I do think it was the biggest collapse in NFL history. But um, what are your what are your thoughts on that atrocious performance, Griff? I mean, personally, I didn't have any hope. I don't know how you could watch the team in the past six games before that Bucks game and think that they were going to put any sort of game plan together that made sense. And I think the entire game went exactly as everyone was kind of hoping it wouldn't like to a T you know like you know plays called behind the line of scrimmage on like third and long you know four yard outs the entire game um against a Bucks team that's just not that good and then our defense you know I never really had expectations for our defense but they're terrible um we knew that and they made Baker Mayfield look like some sort of – like the number one pick that he was when he's really not, and we all know that. Yeah, you know, it's – I've been thinking about it, and it, it almost feels like the coaching staff is, like, hearing what we're saying and wants to prove us wrong. Like, that's almost the vibe I get from watching these games. It's like – it's everyone in Philadelphia has been saying the same damn thing for, like, eight weeks, ten weeks – I mean, the whole and season, like, we were just getting away with it. We, yeah, we were saying it the whole season. We were saying it from week one, that the offense did not look good. And and we kept saying, run the ball, and it's just like – it's it's almost like they're just putting the birds up and saying F you to the fans, saying, no, this is how we're going to do it because you think you know better than us. We'll show you that our way is better. It's like – I mean, I, that's honestly my only explanation. For, I can't think of another explanation. I mean, like, I, why do we do that? I can only just think that Brian Johnson and Sirianni come together. You know, we have a plan. You know, they think that it fits our offense, and they see they see things that I guess we don't see, um, and think that they're going to work. But it it's insanity, and and you can just it's everyone's been going on about it. But like the wide receiver screen, it's like how many times do you run that? before you get in a situation on third and long and you're like looking through the play sheet and you're like, you know what? It's failed us 50 times this year. Maybe let's not run it again. You know, like I do, that's what I don't understand. Like the in-game adjustments. All right. If you go in with the plan, they've gone in with all year and it doesn't work. Okay. Like, but it's when you're still in the third quarter, you still have a chance to win the game and you take a safety on a horrible play call where, I mean, there was literally only one option on that play was Devontae Smith. Like it's just, you just took yourself out of the season. It was, it's terrible. It was pathetic. 
Yeah, you know, the two biggest things that stuck out to me, one was that route tree. I know we talked about this already uh, personally, but you you look at the route tree for Devontae Smith, and his one route in the middle of the field was the only big play we had the entire game, that bomb that got us down to whatever, the 20 or something. And he, he was running outside routes the entire rest of the game. And it it just breaks my brain to know that, that the one route he ran in the middle was our biggest play of the game. And then the rest of the game, we just didn't run him in the middle. It, it's, it's insanity. I don't know if they're expecting the pocket to collapse and expecting Hurts to be on like a scramble drill. So they're running these guys to the sideline, but almost every play you have two people within like five yards of each other running towards the side. It's just, and then our offense looks, it just looks terrible. Yeah. And imagine, imagine like, Game planning for the for the pocket to break to collapse when you have the best O line in the league. Like it, I don't, well, I guess clearly not anymore. Um, at the beginning of the season, at least. But Even, I mean, it wasn't like last year's protection, but like they're still, you know, they still two Pro Bowl, three Pro, no, two Pro Bowlers on the O line. Did Dickerson not make it? Dickerson did, but did Johnson? Oh wow, Johnson got snubbed, huh? I didn't did know he? that. Maybe I just assumed he made it. I, I didn't even. Too. I just don't remember seeing three. But either way, two or three. Dickerson definitely made it. Kelsey made it. Yeah, you're right. It's only A.J. Brown, Lane Johnson, and Kelsey. Landon Dickerson's a reserve. Oh, okay. But, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Only three. Yeah, so, you know, it's just – I don't know why I thought they would try to change the game plan. Um, <laughs> I yeah, did. Man. But I did too. I, I seriously, I was like, okay, look, they, yeah, they had I mean, nothing they to should. lose. They, they had nothing. The expectation was zero. So why would yeah. you not? They the and same, like going down the on your pride, thing. yeah. Oh, and then the second thing, we also have already talked about this, but you know, me and me and Griff, we play a lot of Madden here, right? And it's that's how simple we're getting right now. We're talking about Madden, but when when I know Griff is blitzing, and when he knows I'm blitzing. Guess what we do? It's like the most simple, basic audible in all of Madden. Everyone knows how to do it. It's the most basic football concept. You're getting blitzed. Most often it's by the linebackers, and you run a drag route across the middle because the middle of the field's wide open. And it's like we do that against each other in Madden. Like we we literally, me and you, do that. People online do that in Madden. And it's like our, our coordinators are, are so brain dead. It's like – if, if we know to do that, how does an NFL head coach or an NFL play caller not know that? Like, it's so simple. The linebackers blitz, you run a drag route. It's like, but when, when they blitzed us, we had four receivers running the same hitch route where you're going to create no separation. And in man coverage, if you're standing still, that's that's the easiest thing for a guy to do in man coverage, just to sit there and wait for Jalen to stare at you and throw the ball. Yeah, it was. T- I mean, it's just there's so many issues, and I I don't think it was Jalen. I don't think it was anyone on the offense. I think it really was the play calling. It was so like predictable, and it didn't change. It's just like I don't know how, I don't know how you keep Sirianni because his only job as a head coach after losing a Super Bowl is just to to keep the keep the locker room and to make the team improve the team. Yeah. You know. Evaluate what works, what got you to a Super Bowl, and improve upon that. 
and we went we went backwards and and we lost confidence lost the locker room so i don't know how next year is going to go um yeah you know there's some reports coming out um you know obviously we'll get into it more uh later um you know it it as of now it does look like both like Brian Johnson, OC gone, Sean Desai, DC is already obviously gone. Matt Patricia is probably gone. But from what I'm hearing, it does look like Sirianni is going to get another shot. I really yeah, I think can't they would say... already fired. I think they would already fired Sirianni. Yeah, it just sucks. With I just think, you know, it's a combination of a lot of things. But losing the locker room that bad, collapsing that bad, like you're setting yourself up for failure. Because if we start the season next year. Two and four, right? Oh my God! Are you kidding? Philadelphia is going to go crazy on him. You're gonna you're gonna end up firing Nick Sirianni halfway through the season if we are not one of the top four teams in the NFC. Hundred percent. You yeah. he will be on the hot seat. And like it's almost just like Doug Peterson situation. Like just just get it over with now. I know he's been to three straight playoffs, but and then the other thing I wanted to mention is this this crop of head coaches that are hitting the market. Holy smokes, have we ever seen anything like this? I mean, I know Tomlin's staying now, but Vrabel, Harbaugh, Belichick, I would die for Vrabel, honestly. I, I, if we got Vrabel, I would love that. I don't think we will. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie or Howie Roseman want to give up the power they have to a head coach like Vrabel. But uh, I don't know. Just, you know, I, I, we're getting off track. I know we're going to talk about it later, but, you know, to, to finish our point here, like there's a bunch of factors here that I, I really think we should move on, but it looks like we're not. So all we can do is hope Nick figures it out in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great point. There's a lot of people out there, but I guess they're trying to build like, or, you know, a, a longer relationship, you know, sort of like head coach quarterback relationship. And you can't do that if you keep bouncing around on Jalen hurts and it's hard on the whole team. So I get it. And Sirianni on paper has done a good job. You could say, yeah, hundred um, percent. Franchises would would kill for that. Other franchises yeah. in the league. Um, it's just the way it all goes down, and, and his confidence throughout the season when you know we're not we're not playing our best football, and he's still like taunting other fans. It's like if someone came into Philly like a crappy team that was just like skating by games and did that to our fans, they would be like, oh, we yeah yeah like nailed to the coffin, nailed to the cross for that. You know, like. And, and speaking of, you know, about how kind of, for lack of a better word, immature, I guess you could say, Nick Sirianni is like. Yeah, definitely. That's I know, a great word. Yeah. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl even. Like, we were up yeah. 24-14. Nick Sirianni's taunting to the Chiefs' sideline. You see Jalen slap his arm down. And it's like, you know, how is your 24-year-old quarterback telling you to behave yourself? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, come on, dude. When you're winning, it's so easily looked over. And then when when it hits the fan, you know, it's just – you can just go back and point at all these, like, characteristics of Sirianni. And then you say, like, what does he even do? Because Steichen and Gannon left, and we fell apart. So, yeah. Pathetic it's, season. Uh, it's, it was epic collapse. Um yeah, we, we have a lot of work to do this offseason and a lot of stuff to uh, go unpack, a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, it's hard to be optimistic. Obviously, Jason Kelsey, a lot of big guys gone. Uh, it sounds like BG's hanging around for another year. 
So that's good. Lane Johnson will be around for at least one more year. But, hey, make sure you guys uh, keep tuning in to Broad Street LinkedIn. With the offseason coming around, we're, we're going to ramp up our uh, content here. You'll, you'll get one uh, an ep Monday through Friday if all goes to plan. And, um, yeah, make sure you guys tune in. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, tough, tough end of the season. Uh, but, yeah, tomorrow we're going to do a conference championship preview, a little bit outside of the birds, talk about, you know, what we think about these remaining four teams. Uh, but, as always, go birds. Good words.